This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Uh, I think I've only just recovered from that one, uh, squeaky bum time to say the least, but we held on uh, and how vital those three points may well be come the end of the season. Uh, we needed a reaction and for the first 30 minutes at least, uh, I think we got one. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that we held on uh, when we were 3-0 up and should have been comfortable. Uh, obviously, we'll dissect the 3-2 win away at Accrington Stanley, giving our honest opinions as always. A win that saw us go eight games unbeaten in the league and climb one place up to seventh in the table. Still two points outside the playoffs and five points uh, off automatic uh, after all the teams above us. Sunderland, MK, Wickham, Rotherham and Plymouth all won. Uh, Oxford and Wigan, the only two that didn't as their game was uh, called off. Uh, anyway, um, got some notable absentees this week in the form of Giles and Liam, who are both uh, enjoying themselves down in London. Uh, separately, I think. Well, that's at least what they, uh, what they told me anyway. Um, so this week I've had to uh, fish in the emergency loan market and I'm joined by Patreon members Dimmy and uh, Andy. Um, first of all, Dimmy, uh, you were on last week as well. Um, when are we going to announce you as the uh, new host then? <laughs> <to you> <laughs> how are you mate you all right yeah good mate cheers yeah good week good good stuff and uh andy what about yourself have you just about dried off from the uh from the weekend well i was quite lucky i was in the um stand on the side so i was covered but i felt for those poor souls behind the net especially that driving rain in the first half it was yeah it was awful and i've seen some of the pictures and they looked sodden i mean it, thankful for the uh, for those three goals in the first half to be fair because if if not if it were a nil nil or if we were losing then yeah I, I'm, I'm you know probably a lot uh, a lot lot worse um I mean I can't believe that we had more fans than uh, than them to be, to be fair <laughs> considering it's a, an away game that's uh, absolutely mental obviously big big payday for for Accrington um First of all, like kudos to the chair, their chairman, Andy Hall, obviously loves the club, accepts where they are, trying to get them as high as they can in the league. Obviously classy on social media too with some of his comments that he's made. I don't know if you've seen him. Um, I mean, what, what was the um, what was the atmosphere like, uh, Andy, being, being at the ground and what have you? Yeah, it was great. I mean, I heard before they had a little bit of a fan zone with a marquee up and some beer tents and music. Um we got to the ground with like 10 minutes to go, so we didn't get to um, sample that. But I heard it was pretty good from some of the guys who were stood near us. Um, it was great. It's a great little setup underneath the stand where we were, concourse area. Some like bush shelter type coverings. Um, <laughs> exposed to the elements. They're not great, but it was just, you could just feel it was a really well-run club. The stewards were great. They were expecting the big crowd. They treated us quite well. So I think it always helps when you go through and uh, quickly. But yeah, all in all, excellent away day, really. 
talk about stewards being great do you see that video that uh that steward that, I, don't, I don't know what happened whether he got kicked out or whether he just went on a bit of a strop but have you, have you seen it yeah i think that was in the bit behind the net so yeah we didn't see the sort of video online yeah i have no idea what happened there but uh i had a bit of a giggle anyway um i mean before we get into the nitty-gritty of the game i just want to ask you both um like where does that rank for you in terms of a performance like this season because we've not had many great ones I mean I mean you could probably say Sunderland and Wigan are perhaps the only two that stand out for me at being good-ish we still haven't had that 90 minute performance but yeah Dimmy where, where does that rank for you in terms of performances this season? Overall I thought it was pretty good it wasn't great um, it was it was amazing for 30 minutes but then 60 minutes it wasn't so so great Um I mean, I think when the first goal went in, you could see the confidence slipping a little bit and it was, you could kind of feel watching it on the TV, you could kind of feel that people were like, oh, here we go again. This is how it's going to, this is how it starts kind of thing. Um, I think halftime was uh, a useful point in the game so we could kind of regroup a little bit. Um, but then again, when that second goal went in, it was, you could, yeah, again, you could feel the tension starting to build and, uh, with you know you're thinking oh let's just let's do a Gillingham <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah I mean yeah you're, you're perfectly right I mean I think everyone thought exactly the same oh no not again do you know what I mean just that we're three nil up like we should be absolutely cruising and even at three one you should think you know what we're, we're still two calls in the ascendancy but it, you do have that have that thought I mean what what we like being there Andy I mean I know we were, we were watching it and what have you thinking you would like head in your hands moments and you know Try not to try not to look and, and stuff. But what were it like being there? What were the noises coming from from the crowd? Obviously, going three 0 up, um, really. I think I think Darren Moore's been um, calling for us to be more clinical. You know, to score the goals we did. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into more detail in terms of the moves that, that we made. Um, that goal before half time was just so frustrating because you could just send second half. I will say they are a big team physically. You know, they're yeah. Fielders, I think um, the guy Pell, number eight, yeah. he, he hit the free kick, just physically imposing. And you're really worried about a second half with the wind coming that way. It kind of felt physically we were going up a hill. I oh, know we weren't, but it just looked yeah. like the wind. And you just thought, you know, when they start piling on the pressure with that wind behind them, and obviously the second goal went in reasonably early in the second half, you kind of feared the worst. I think Dimmy's right. The fans, you just had that feeling that, you know, the third goal might be inevitable, but fair play to you know we battled and we held on. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll have to we'll get into the uh, into the goals in a second. Obviously, we had f- um, five changes from the side that got beat um, at Plymouth uh, in midweek. Uh, out went Wildsmith for Deneran, Brown, Wing, and Berahino. In came Peacock, Farrell, Brennan, Hunt, Luongo, and Corbiano. Um, so we lined up with Billy Peacock, Farrell in goal. Um, and Ryan said it we were we were playing a three-five-two, weren't we? Um, it, yeah, it looked at times it looked like a four and then it looked like a three. So I think it was quite flexible in the way they lined up because a lot of people were like, oh, I can't believe on four at the back. And then some people were like, well, no, it's three. And yeah, it, it was very fluid. I think you can see when we talk about the goals, how Liam Palmer bombed on from that left side. Yeah. Real plus for us. So whether he was playing left back or left side. Yeah, it's a strange one. I mean, I had, I had it down as, uh, you know, Dunkley. Brennan and Palmer in that back three with Corbiano and Hunt in the wing back roles with Luongo, Deli Bashiro and Bannon in midfield with Patterson partner in uh, Canberra up front. Uh, I said I've eyed it down as a 3-5-2 like we have been playing for for uh, for you know, many weeks now. Um, 
But yeah, let's get into the uh, the goals. Obviously, there were, there were a few of them, and there should have been more, which we'll probably get onto a little bit a little bit later as well. I mean, the first goal, Dunkley is being is, is quite a presence now, and if you no know, from from the set pieces, it's something that I think we've lacked this season. Uh, I thought in pre season, I offer were going to be that man, and obviously he's injured now, but I thought he was going to be the one that's going to chip in with seven or eight goals. But I, th- I think Dunkley can hopefully kick on as long as he as long as he keeps his place in the side, which I don't think um, there's any danger of that happening. But uh, but yeah, I mean, so strong from from that corner, like to to get in front of his man and and to not only do that, but to direct it in the corner. I mean, when I saw it, I thought, you know, he's going to blow up for for a foul here. They always do when that when that happens. But but yeah, it was just how many times have we been saying on the podcast about corners and not being good from corners and and now we're you know we're starting to actually score a few um i mean we'll touch on we'll, we'll talk about dunkley in a in a bit but to get that that goal we said didn't we Dimmy, on um on friday i think we said it on friday in the what in the whatsapp group i can't remember but we needed an early goal and that was that early goal that we needed weren't it absolutely it just gave the team a lift and we could we can kick on from there and it stops Accrington taking the time out of the game, you know, again, early goals meant that they had to come forward and attack, uh, which, which created the spaces for us to, to counter and, uh, yeah. And I mean, did you, I mean, are you impressed with, with Dunkler so far this season? I really like him. Yeah. I, 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 I yeah, I really like him. He, he's not the best ball player, but he's a great defender. Um, I, I really like him defensively and he's, Big, he's tall, and he's got a good head on him, as as he proved. Yeah, he's not afraid, is he, to to put his head where it hurts as well. And like I said, he, you know, wrestling the uh, I don't know what you know the, what the defender was that was uh, that was marking him, but it was obviously touched tight to him, and you know, to still get his head on it, and and for it to nestle in the in the back of the net. Obviously, it was absolutely pandemonium behind that uh, behind that goal. Um, I mean, yeah, how did how did you see that first goal, Ander? I think um, credit where it's due. I think Bannon's ball into the box. I think we've been quite. Were it, were it, were it a two under or a one under? I, I don't think know which, it might uh... have been. I think it might have been two. I think back, <laughs> it's, uh, back in the days, one usually meant near post and two, but obviously you know they, they mix it up. But yeah, he was isolated at the back. So whatever they planned, you know, if, if that was the plan, worked. But yeah, and the, the strength he showed to get um, well in front of his defender. Yeah, yeah he's, he's really really kicked on the last couple of weeks. I, I, like I said, I think he could go on to score six or seven goals. And, he, and, and to be fair, when you look at the good sides, that, that's what they have, don't they? They always have like a, a tall centre-back that can get up from the set pieces because we've just never looked threatening from set pieces like for a long, long time. I just can't, you know, I, I never, I've said it before, whenever we get a free kick or a corner or anything like that, I just think we're not going to score. Like we don't score direct. We've already had that discussion before um, and we just don't score from set pieces in general really um so it's it's just nice to actually have a bit of a threat from a from a set piece although i mean you, you like to think that they're just if, if you've done your own work on it you're just gonna double up on dunkley and, and mark him out in the game but uh we'll, we'll see how that uh we'll see how that transpires i mean second goal corbiano again i thought his first goal that he scored against um against sunderland was was a good goal but i think this one tops that one it i mean not only the goal, but the link-up play with Palmer. You've, you've already alluded to it, Andy. Like, but like the, you know, little one-two. For, you know, we've already spoke about like the pace. Um, like, you know, the the fact that we're generally quite slow in the build-up and stuff. But that were a lot, lot better, weren't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. I think Palmer just uh, 
probably five or six times that first half, just bombing on down the left-hand side. So that's that's kind of where you thought, is he playing left-back or left-centre-half? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't expect Liam Palmer to be flying down the left. But yeah, it, it was great, you know, go over the top. Um, one thing that allowed us to do that is winning the second ball. So yeah, I made a note of that. I think Luongo, Bannon in the midfield, just we were first to all of every second ball that first 20 minutes and it just really set the tone, you know, obviously with the weather bouncing around. Yeah. Luongo, you don't appreciate how good he is when he was quite good because you're quite close to the pitch. His first touch is brilliant. He's not just a battler and a tackler. Yeah. His first touch and his appreciation for his teammates is, is fantastic. But yeah, confidence from Kobe. He's, he's kind of that maverick that you need, I think, when you go back to the, was it the 2012 team that got promoted? You had Marshall first half of the season, Antonio the second half. You've got to have a player that can change a game, whether yeah, that's the start. 100%. It, it, he's, he, he's got that, and you can see the defenders backing off him, backing off him, and um, yeah, the confidence he's got is brilliant now. Yeah, and, and to, to hit it like how he did as well, I mean, you could argue that keeper is going to be a bit disappointed getting beat at his near post, but I think it's just the sheer sheer pace on the on the shot that he, that he put in that's beat him. And uh, and yeah, I'm delighted for him, really. Like, Hopefully he can kick on. I mean, he's obviously he's got his first goal. He's, he's not afraid to have a, have a shot. We, we saw that um, against Gillingham. He perhaps could have had one, you know, one or two more against Gillingham, if I'm being perfectly honest. But uh, but yeah, what a what what a goal, what a what a move, and at that point I can't remember what minute it was. But I was like thinking, Jesus Christ, it's two nil, but like 15, 15 minutes in or whatever it was. I was like on cloud uh, on cloud nine, and then like what minutes minutes after after that, we we're only just like recovering from the second goal. Then Canberra just pops up with a little cheeky flick. I must admit, I didn't think it was going in when he uh, when he hit it. Um, again, Palmer linking up with, with Bannon this time on the on that left. I mean, I've written down Kobeanu. Well, well, to be to be fair, just everything was going down the left, weren't it? They 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 couldn't they couldn't handle us, could they, Dimmer? No, absolutely. And Kobeanu is one of those. Um... Those players, it's just exciting to watch. You you never know what he's going to do. Half the time he's going to shoot, half the time he's going to put a cross in. I don't know, they don't know, which makes him even more entertaining to watch, right? Yeah, exactly. And obviously, you know, for the for the third goal, you know, Canberry. I mean, I've criticised him quite a lot um, on here, especially when he first came with like the opening few games of the season. I thought he was poor to say, to say the least. I, I didn't think he offered anything, but. Something's happened, hasn't it? Like I don't know what that what that is, but something's definitely happened because since he's come in, what was it? The Cambridge was it the Cambridge game? The second in the second half, I think it was. Um, since then, he just looked like a totally different player. I mean, what's your take on Canberra, Andy? Have you are you a fan? Not a fan? I am now. If he keeps playing like that, I think <laughs> the thing that changed for me is playing two up top, or at least having you know a Patterson up top with him. Gregory, I think it was the Sunderland game where they really. Yeah working hard together and working together as a pair up top. Um, yeah, I just think he's confidence again in getting a little bit of a run in the side. You know, Gregory's not been 100% starting a game. Um, you know, when you go 2-0 up and that finish, maybe he doesn't hit it like that if we're, you know, if it's 0-0 or 1-0 down. So it's confidence again and a run in the side. It's doing him the world good. But you know what struck me though, with the fact that the ball came in, it went a fantastic ball from Palmer, if I'm being, but he just put it into an area, didn't he? Yeah, he but, just it in. But, it it were it was the desire that Canberra showed to get there ahead of the man. And he he's got the momentum. He's running, you know, unmarked. Nobody's picked him up, and you know he got there first. And and we haven't seen that a lot. You know, how many times the ball goes into the box and you think, oh, he's put it into a good area, but 
there's nobody there. And 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 on on that one, he's gambled, he's gone for it, he's you know he's busted gut to get in there. I, I can't say it was like it's not been worked on the training ground or anything. It was just a a ball into the box, and it was good to see that, like I said, someone actually attacking it for for once and not just letting it you know let it go out of play or whatever like it like it normally does. And yeah, it was. Uh, it's an instinctive finish, I think. You yeah, hundred percent. They have time to react, and uh, like I say, a nil-nil or one-nil down, he may have tried to control it and got you know defenders might have snuffed it out. But yeah, just nice little flick and looked like it was over the bar. And then when it loops in, it's the scenes behind the ball, just brilliant to see. <laughs> yeah, limbs, as they uh, as yeah. they say. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Dimmy, what we what were your prediction going into the game? Well, I know what your prediction was. You told us on Friday, four nil. I know. <laughs> Kept mentioning four nil. Dunkley had a two from Canberra and a uh, sorry, two from Corbiano and a Canberra flick. And at thirty minutes, mate, I was going bananas. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that's what you, I know that's what you said, but and on art, like, did, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I, I wasn't too confident going into going into this game. I just think like I could just see us losing do you know what I mean like you just think oh, you know it's a team that we should be even though I wanted us to win and we needed the three points I just think that and I think quite a lot of people were the, were the same that's why I asked, asked the question like do, do you think like the pressure was off a little bit in a, in a weird way that, that people kind of just expected us to not have a good result I don't know it's a tough one right because I think Honestly, four 0 was just a shot in the dark. I had, you know, and it, you know when it, when we got to three 0 I was like, no, this I was pinching myself. This can't be real, can it? I I never get anything right. So it turns out I, I was very wrong. But I think when the when we got to the three 0 up, you could just see the confidence of the players. Um, you know, everything was kind of coming off for them. We'd already yeah. had the ball in the back of the net, which was disallowed for an offside. I think that kind of proved that, you know what, well, we can. We can go out there and win this game. It's I think it, it's all to do with the confidence and the um, the belief of the players. You know, against Gillingham, we went down we, we went down 1-0 and you could see the confidence just shatter. And again, when the second goal went in, you could it really was squeaky bum time. You could sense that from the players as well. Yeah, um, but going but going into the game, was you no, like sometimes, you no, know, there, there were times like in the 2015-16 season where pretty much every game you thought we were going to batter them like two and three nil. But like, I honestly thought that I, I, if we'd have got beat, I wouldn't have been shocked. Do you know what I mean? I'd have been like, it's just this season kind of thing. Do you, do you know what I mean? Did you genuinely yeah. think we were going to win? Going into the game, I didn't think we would we were ever going to lose. I thought we would it would be a win or a draw. I did. I honestly didn't think we'd lose. I I don't think we ever we'll ever lose, uh, you know, going into a game. Yeah, I, I always yeah, think I you mean, know, yeah. minimum it's going to be a draw. We'll get a draw out of this, even if we play poorly. Sometimes we can play very poorly and win, you know, a la Bolton. But at <laughs> yeah. no point do I ever think we're going to lose uh, going into a game. I don't always think we're going to win, though. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I mean what about you, Andy? Do you, do you, do you kind of get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I think it's it, the past results kind of, it pulls the optimism and confidence out of you, doesn't it? It's, it you know, you, you kind of fear the worst because we've not been convincing. Um, I think before the game, I had a sneaky feeling we'd do okay, but I think seeing Luongo on the team sheet was was a huge plus. I think once saw that he was starting, and I was pleased that Brennan got a start. I thought, I thought he did excellent for his first league start. Um, yeah, uh, cautiously optimistic, I would say. Um, yeah. Five minutes before kickoff. 
I'm going to come on to a bit later, but you just mentioned two of them, two of them there. I mean, I'm going to ask like who your man of the match was, but I'll just run, run through a couple of the couple of the players, and we'll just have a chat about them uh, if we if we can. I mean, Brennan for starters. Um, I thought he'd start um, after the obviously the injuries that we had and the fact that putting Patterson in the in the defence at, at Plymouth didn't work at all, <laughs> even though he was a defender at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm delighted for him to get his you know, his league debut. I don't think he put a foot wrong, did he really? I mean, um, I've not seen every single minute of the game, but it's one of them ones where as a defender, if nobody's talking about you, then you've kind of done your, done your job right, haven't you really? Um, I mean, what did, it, what did it look like from your perspective, Ander? Yeah, I thought he, I thought he did great. Um, usually... he, he needs to sort his barnet out though, I must say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what... I don't think the weather helped him with that. <laughs> I mean, I've got some need to talk and you give me as well, so you can't pipe up with that one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I think he got a couple of blocks in. I think they broke down the left a couple of times, and he, he you know he's in front of his man at the near post. And yeah, you didn't really notice him. Um, Dunkley carries a lot of the way at the back. You know, every ball is challenging, and he, he actually gave Dunkley my man of the match. Um, you know, close run second Luongo. Um, but I just think we rely on him so much from somebody who wasn't in the starting eleven at the beginning of the season. Now, in terms of defending set pieces and attacking. We haven't got much else, and that was a concern with the size of their team because there's not much um, there. Because yeah, Brennan's not exactly tall, is he? And Palmer's again, he's not. They don't stand out as tall players, do they? It's, uh, no, no. When I when I did when I was talking to the uh, Accrington fan on the preview show and he was telling me like you know they're, they're a tall side I was like shit because we've got <laughs> we've got nobody that's tall like really we're gonna we're gonna struggle I think but uh, but yeah like you know he's like I said there you know Dunkley dealt with everything what what did you think to to Brennan then Dimmer? To be honest, he, I thought he was great. I didn't really notice him. He did. He looked assured on the uh, on he looked assured in the game and you couldn't tell that it was. That he was a kid, if if I'm honest, from where I was. Yeah, I, I think that's quite a fair assessment, really. Yeah, he gave, a, know, great gave, a, gave a great celebration. You know, he jumped, I think, on the third, you know, he jumped on back of Canberra and he's, you know, giving the fist pumps to the crowd. You know, imagine that feeling as a youngster making your debut like that in the league. Yeah, he was, you know, fired up, you know, some of the players kind of, you know, high-fiving and stuff like that, but he was the one giving the fist pumps and getting the fans G'd up. And I thought, yeah, must, you know, he's really into it. Yeah, he must be absolutely buzzing. Um, I mean, another, you, you mentioned Dunkley, well, you know, you just said there, like, 12 aerials won. Um, he's got in the team of the week again. I think he's just like a permanent fixture in team of the week. I, th- I think that's more to do with the fact that the way that they, they score it, it's all done on whoscored.com and you get like more, not points, but if you he does all the things that you get points for, if you know what I mean, like blocks, air, you know, he wins the headers. Um, obviously, he's pitching with a few goals and stuff like that. So that that's what kind of gives him an inflated uh, score when it when it comes to that. But you've got to do it at the end of the day, aren't you? You can't, you know, you can't just, uh, nobody else is doing it. You know, Palmer's not getting all the, winning all the headers and, thing, and things like that. But he's, he just does. He's, he's like, I think if you accept what Dunkley is as just a defender, I think you, you you know you can't fault him at all. I think if we if you start trying to get him to do stuff stuff that he perhaps can't do, then then yeah he's going to come under some some criticism. But but in terms of like just being a defender and like getting the blocks in, winning the headers, and doing the stuff that a defender should do, I think I think you can't you can't fault him at all. Like I think he were you know another quality quality performance because 
but, you know, when he when he first came into the side at the start of the season, he did look a bit ropey, didn't it? To be fair. Mm, yeah. He did look a bit ropey, but he's, do you know what, as he's had a run in the team, he's got better and better and better. And that has been the best thing for him is having this run in the team. And I think he's, he's clearly one of those players that doesn't like the pressure of if he makes a mistake, he's out, he's out. You know what I mean? Yeah. He knows that he's going to start the next couple of weeks because of the injuries we got. So it's almost taken the pressure off him, yeah. which has allowed him to go out and play his game rather than being worried. Like we were talking about um, with Dawson and, um, like Wildsmith. Wildsmith, you make a mistake, you're straight out of the team. You know, Dunkley clearly doesn't thrive off that. He does thrive off knowing that even if he makes a mistake, he's still going to have his spot for next week. So, yeah, he's a, definitely. He's a, he's a leader as well. You, you really notice that being close to the pitch. He's, he's a leader, communicator, very, very vocal. And how we've been saying for a while, you know, we're, we're lacking leaders as a team. And he's, he provides that strength. And um, yeah, it's fantastic performance. Well, you, you you see that, don't you? A few times, I think it, I think it was the the Plymouth game when apparently him and Bannon were having a bit of a set to it at full time and half time as well. I think I think it was, and there's been a few occasions where you know the, it's, it's always been Dunkley. It's not been the instigator, but he's been involved, and he, he obviously wears his heart on his sleeve. And if he's he's not afraid to say what he thinks, or at least it, that's like that's how it comes across. Obviously, he's come out in the you know in the in in the uh, post-match press conferences and, and, and said a few things which when we were spoke, speaking to Giles he was saying that really he should not really not really uh, say them after the game but you know he, he obviously like I said he's, he's like you said he's vocal he's getting involved in terms of things like that and it obviously does mean a lot to him which you've got to applaud on um that's all that's all you want in it you want someone with passion and, and things like that we've spoke about that many 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 times um the other one Luongo absolute beast like uh, he's one of them players that we've just missed haven't we like it, 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 when he came in against Rotherham he was hands down the best player on the pitch that, that day and for him to pick up that injury I was absolutely gutted because I must admit he's not one of them players that I'm that always sticks out as like the best player in the side but I almost it's almost like a Kieran Lee in, in terms of the again you don't really notice him but he does all the you know, he does like I said before the tackling, um, breaks up play. He's knowledgeable in terms of like he knows what to do and when to do it, and what you can get away with and what you can't get away with and stuff. Um, but yeah, he, for me, he was just absolutely solid. And not only that, it allowed Barry Bannon to play further forward. Which, hallelujah, <laughs> we've been saying it week in, week week out. Whenever we talk about Barry Bannon, he needs to be playing for further forward and. And Luongo allows him to do that because I think Bannon trusts him. I think that's the other thing as well is having that trust because you could say Lewis Wing could do that job, but you still see Bannon dr drifting deep. Um, what did you think to uh, to Luongo then, Dimmy? Oh, he's like we said about Bannon last week. He's a step up, isn't he? He's he's way too good for this league to be completely honest. We're lucky to have him, and you could see, you know, at the end of the game, kind of last few minutes. Some of the balls that he was playing, just flicking it over and out wide for the for I think Dele Bashiru and um, Brown to run onto, and just hit hit the corners kind of thing. Take the time out of the game. Some of those were just unbelievable. His tackling was incredible. Uh, took the early yellow card. Uh, missed that, <laughs> yes. to be honest, but um, an important one. Um, yeah, he's a step up, isn't he? You can you you can see that in his play, and, and when he's available, he has to play. He's it's yeah. incredible. Are you a big uh, Luongo fan, Ander? Yeah, massively. He, he's, he's just very calm and, and poised in the centre of the park. And 
strong as well, wins his tackles, but forward passes as well. You know, when, when he gets the ball, he's always looking forward. Sometimes mm. players in that defensive midfield position can get a bit comfortable fall back to fall back. His first look is forward. Um, so he's such a strong player as well. Massively missed, I think, like I said, the Rotherham game and the performance he put in yesterday. It's, I'm glad that Darren Moore didn't risk him at Plymouth, although he might have been fit for a game that ultimately hope doesn't really matter now. You had to save him and then play him against Accrington. It's just, what does he do next? Do you, do you go with him against on Tuesday or do you rest him and save him for Saturday? Uh, personally, I'd, I'd save him for Saturday. I think he's too big, a, too, he's too important. Well, I've just ordered a, a truckload of cotton wool to, uh, to to wrap him up in it because, uh, yeah, that, I mean, we we will when we talk about the uh, the upcoming fixtures, we'll get on to, you know, whether we whether we think he should play or or not, and who we think should should play. Because obviously, we have got a few few players coming back from injury uh, as well. But uh, but yeah, I think um, he is key. I think to this to the season and keeping him fit. Um, and yeah, we might have to manage him a little bit, a little bit more. You don't need to play him every single game. Just uh, I know we we talk a lot about rotation of the squad and, and stuff like that, but he might be someone that we have to perhaps uh, only you know you spare not sparingly, but you know what I mean. Just uh, just manage him. Manage him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, another one um, is is Palmer. We we already touched on him. Um, quite a lot of people were saying you know Palmer should have got the man of the match for them. Um, to be fair, when you talk about man in the match, it's annoying because on Twitter you can only pick four, and I think you could have picked, you know, nearly all of them. I think there were probably seven or eight candidates for for, for man of the match uh, on on Saturday. But Palmer, yeah, two assists. Um, I saw a statistic uh, last season. He's, he's got more assists this uh, in this well this season already than he had in the whole of last season. I think. Uh, three or four assists I think he's got he's got now so uh, yeah the the two he got on um, on Saturday was just a a product of him getting forward a lot more I mean we have seen him um, especially at home he's been you know marauding forward and I've I've always been saying he hasn't got that end product but on Saturday he certainly he certainly did have that end product and I mean for the uh, for the Canberra goal he was he was on the byline weren't he I mean you can't get any 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 further forward than than that and especially when like we said we he's playing in like a left centre back role or what we thought was a left centre back role to to have that license to go forward and have that have that confidence as well I mean he's obviously signed his new contract and um for me I think he gets a bit of undue stick like he's not like I said I think it was last week or the week before he's not a 10 out of 10 I don't think he ever has been um but he's, he always puts in that solid performance. And you can depend on him, can't you, Andy? Yeah, he, I think he's obviously signed his new contract as well during the week. So that that, that may help confidence-wise, knowing he's, he's here for, a, obviously, a couple more years, I think. so. Yeah, he's another year on his, uh, so, yeah, for the end of next season now as well, yeah. Yeah, I just think he looks really comfortable in himself in terms of he, he knows his strengths and it helps, probably helps having Dunkley alongside him. Um, yeah, he was just brilliant. You know, a couple of times just flying forward with it and just confidence again, you know, the, settled in that role whether it's left side or right side maybe it's maybe it's this formation and, and them getting to understand how Darren Moore wants them to play you know, one swallow doesn't make a summer and I'm sure we'll come on to the future games but maybe it is starting to click which I think you've talked about in the pod <laughs> yeah. without with, without um, sounding too optimistic you know hopefully that's it obviously the defensive side we need to tighten up giving those two goals away but is it because the formation's working? You know, Corbyan, who's played on the left side a couple of times in front of him. So is it getting that understanding you know, for Corbyan's goal? So 
yeah, maybe. I didn't like, try not to get carried away. You say, you say that not getting carried away, but I mean, like I said at the top, like we're, we're eight games unbeaten in the league as well. Like there's, there's a lot of teams that in this division that would love to be eight games unbeaten. Do you know what I mean? Like I know there's a lot of draws in there, what, five draws and three wins. But, you know, in the league, we haven't lost since Oxford, I think it, I think it was. So, you know, you have got to take confidence from that in that, you know, we're not getting beat. All right, we're conceding goals, but we're scoring goals as well. And it is just fine margins. I've spoke about, you know, it being fine margins quite a few times. And it's just the odd goal here and there. All right, we've 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 beat Accrington by that odd goal and perhaps should have beaten by a lot a lot more. But, you know, that that's all it takes, isn't it? You know, you could you could argue that Bailey Peacock Farrell don't make that save from from Pell and when it's three two. That that's your fine margin, isn't it? And I mean what we have to talk about it, what a save that was, by the way. Like when he's put the ball down, the the, the Accrington guy who we spoke to on the preview show said about free kicks and stuff, you know. When he's put the ball down, I'm thinking, oh dear, here we go again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's this is just gonna nestle in the uh, you know, in, in the back of the net. And when he struck it, I, I thought it were in. I must ad- yeah. I must admit. I mean, I don't know what it was like when where from where you were sat or stood, Ander. Yeah, it's a fantastic save. I think yeah. The guy on the previous show was right, you know, it's a hell of a strike. Um, just on Bailey Peacock, probably, he made a great save first half, um, near post header. I think, yes, it was, th- uh, was it 1 0 at that point or something? It might have been 1 0, yeah. That was a fantastic reactionary save. It was near post. Um, I, I, I think that one of their players got across the front and that flick header at the near post, fantastic save. That was the chance where we broke away and Bannon should have scored because you know, we broke away a pace there. I think it was Luongo whipped it across and. It's a big miss. But yeah, I think that, that was a pivotal save at 1-0. Yeah. I mean, where, where do you stand on Bailey Peacock for us? It's the first time we've, we've spoke to Andy. Where, where, do you, uh, where do you sit with him? Because, you know, it's uh, a bit, you know, when he first came in, everyone thought he were like best goalkeeper since sliced bread. But then um, but then now, you know, well, as things have gone on, all the mistakes have crept in and what have you, and he's kind of polarising opinions from from different people. I mean, where do you Where do you stand with him? I'd like us to keep it simple for him. I think this playing out from the back, I don't think it helps us as a team. We don't have the players to do it. It, it gets frustrating. I think at 3-2, we still had the likes of Dunkley and Palmerston on the edge of the six-yard box and all the fans are screaming to get out and you know, very, 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 very vocal to just push up and go along. You know, you've got big-ish guys up front. There's nothing wrong with, with going along. And we were winning the second balls. So it's just inviting pressure on us. So keep it simple for him. Is, is the result of us trying to play out from the back, you know, look at the Ipswich goal, you know, is he trying to put it down and, you know, I know there was nobody near him, but is that because he thinks he needs to try and pass out? I don't know, just put it long and we win that game. But yeah, it's confidence again, isn't it? You know, he, he's gone through a dip. He's had a couple of good performances now, so fingers crossed. I think... Um, well, he's got to be confident from uh, from keeping Portugal out when he... Uh, yeah. All his international games, he seems it's to be a, doing quite well, doesn't he? Apparently, yeah, sorry, I was going to say, apparently, um, last two minutes, I think the ball goes into the fans behind and he's yeah. just shouting and telling them to keep it. I, obviously, I didn't hear it firsthand, but he's telling them to keep it. And then the ball comes on and obviously the, the ball pops out of the away end. So, um, yeah, his game management again, though, isn't it? You know, 3-2 three, two, three, two up and ma- managing the game better. Yeah, I mean, uh, for, for me, with, with Peacock Farrell, I think that... He is the best goalkeeper that we've got, like without without a shadow of a doubt. It's good that when Wildsmith comes in, that he has done done well, and it you know the, the last thing you want is uh, you know is for, is for Wildsmith to have a, have an absolute shocker because at the end of the day, Peacock Farrell he 
he won't be at Sheffield Wednesday next season. I think I'm pretty pretty much certain uh, certain in that in that one. Uh, it'd be, be fantastic if we do get promoted if we could keep him. Um, but I'm pretty certain that yeah he won't be uh, he won't be here. So yeah, it's good that that Wildsmith did did all right. But for me, he's the number one goalkeeper. He showed that at the start of the season. You know. You've just mentioned there the you know, the reaction save the save he made against Plymouth uh, in, uh, in the in the uh, the first round proper, um, you know the the save from the from the free kick the penalty save at Rotherham. You know I mean I can go through the I mean I think there was a tweet that went out and it it shows you, like, you know goals prevented like from all the goalkeepers in the. Uh, in in the DFL and I think he were like third or fourth. So, do you know I mean he, he's I think he saves a lot more than what he than what he gifts. If you if you know what I mean, he's, in his mistakes and touch wood, no, he's not made a mistake for a little bit. Ipswich probably the last the, the last one. Uh, but yeah, for, for me, I think he's uh, it was a, a, a great signing when we made him. Yeah, he's had a few um, a few iffy moments, let let's say. But hopefully, you know, he can um, he can come out the other side. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we obviously we started by talking about who was your who was your man of the match. So for for me, um, it's tough. I, I'd have to say Corby Anu for me. Um, I, I thought he had their 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 right back on toast. I think he you know didn't didn't know where he were quite a, quite a lot of the times, and um, you know to get his goal as well. I thought he, I thought he had an excellent game. I gave him a bit, a, not a bit of stick, but you know I were a bit critical of his performance at Gillingham. But he's he's obviously. Took that on and um, yeah, got a got a golf to to show from it. What about you, Dimmy? Who do you, who would you get man at match to? It's close between the longer and Dunkley, but I'd probably go with Dunkley just because he got the goal. And you, Ander, did you say Dunkley? Yeah, I said Dunkley. Yeah, just just on Kobe anyway. I think he, the defensive side of his game has come on as well. I think that may have been why Darren Moore was reluctant to put him in the team um, yeah. during the season. I know he got his illness when he went away with Canada. But he's starting to, you know, maybe it helps having Palmer on the left side behind him. But he's starting to show that defensive side as well. I think that that's key if he's going to play that left wing back role. Yeah, you can still see his roar, in it. He's like yeah, in terms of his decision making. Sometimes isn't quite right. I mean, there were a, there were a moment um, where he had he actually popped up on the right hand side, and for all the world, he, I think he was caught in two minds of what to do. He should have just knocked it past him because he'd have beaten for pace, and and I think he ended up getting dispossessed and what and what have you. And you're thinking, oh, it were a, there was a break on on there. You could have just you know, knocked, I said, knocked it past him, and Gareth Bale esque, you know, running uh, off the pitch and what have you, and uh, yeah, and, and starting an attack. But that'll come, you know. He's not a finished article. That's why we've got him at the end of the day. And I think I think that's something that we've got to um, appreciate. You said it, David, didn't you, on Friday, how that all these players we've got, if they were world beaters, they wouldn't be playing for Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> that, that, that's why we've got them. Absolutely. Hopefully, we can, you know, we can develop them, and especially the young young players. Uh, you know, he likes of Adeniran, Corbiano, uh, people like that. Hopefully, you know, they can um, turn into to good players. But the vast majority of them, they're here because. They've not had a good time where they've where they've been before, so I think we've got to realise that that they, you know they're going to be they're going to make mistakes or they're going to you know do things that perhaps you know you don't expect or or things like that because they are still yeah like I said they're not they're not will be it's because they'd be playing for Man Man City and Barcelona and and teams like that so yeah just a bit of bit of perspective I, I think really. Um, I'm just going to say yeah. James one one player we've not talked about um, go on Dele Bashiru. He, oh, yeah. He had a um, very solid and kind of a mature performance. You know, he kept the ball, he won the second balls. He, he had a couple of those lung bursting runs, you know, he knocks the defender off. But 
really played well in that centre of the park with Bannon and Malongo. I think showing maturity and he really started to see him develop because you know some of the other games previously he may have drifted out of the game, but he kind of held his own. He still won his challenges, still got forward. Um, but yeah, just a mature performance for him really. So encouraging signs and that they're the type of players, you know, if we're going to build a future around, you know, we need to be looking after these young lads. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. I think, you know, the way that he just knocks people off the ball, they, you know, they run into him and they just bounce off him, don't they? He's so strong for such a, a young kid as well. Um, I think sometimes he's, he goes a bit off the boil. Like, it looks like he's a bit disinterested in, in you know, in some uh, sort of like, you know, as if his like, mind's wandering somewhere else kind of thing. It, it probably isn't. It just, look, it just looks like that. I think that's just how he, how he is as a person. But, but yeah, he, he is... Uh, he, he is a good, a good asset, I think. And like I said, it, it's it's a weird one because if you, the, the the side's kind of almost picking itself at the moment with the amount of injuries injuries that we've got. Um, so there's there's certain players that are playing that like like for example Dunkley, hand on heart, you would never have had Dunkley in your starting lineup. Come you know, if if, if a, a, full, a fully fit side, you wouldn't have had him in. But after the four or five games that he's, that he's played recently. He's almost like a nailed-on starter, and these players like Deli Bashiru again. If you if you've looked at the squad that we've got, would you would you choose Deli Bashiru over Luongo Bannon? All right, I know we've played three in, in midfield, so he probably sits in there. But when Adenaran's fit, you know, do, you, do you play him in front in front of him? So it's it's good that these players that have been picked by default are actually standing up to be accounted for do you know what I mean they're not you're not just thinking oh I can't wait until the dinner and comes back we are giving Darren Moore a bit of a he's got a bit of a you know a decision to make can he really about who we who we picked which has got to be a good thing surely like that when these players do come back he's, he's going to be thinking well who do I drop or who well, I can't drop him because he's had a he's had a good game and it's not just nailed on that they that they come that they come straight back in. Yeah, you know competition I mean? competition for places. You know, if you get you get that in training, if you know you, know, you don't perform, there's somebody champion at the bit in training. They're going to have your place. So it's yeah. funny because I, I said that the other the other day. I mean, I know we keep coming back to Dunkley, but I was, I was talking about you know if Hutchinson and I offer a fit, I was saying they go they go straight back in the side. I think I'd retrace my steps a little bit and, and perhaps say that I don't think they do. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Iofa probably would come in, but you'd play Iofa alongside Dunkley for, for me in that, uh, if you are playing like a back a back four, um, which like I said, I'm just glad that these players that have come in are actually, you know, doing the doing the business. Um, I mean, I just want to touch on a few a few negatives. I mean, obviously we've, we've been speaking quite positively uh, about that, uh, that performance. Um, Obviously, three and up, it should have been comfortable, shouldn't it? Like, I mean, come on, like we've got to, we've got to see the game out. Um, I mean, another goal conceded from another set piece, which I've lost count how many set pieces we've conceded from uh, recently. Um, did you did you think it were a foul on Dunkley? Quite a few people well, saying. I was just going to say that I thought it was a foul, but then could you argue that Dunkley's goal was a foul as well? So you know, swings and roundabouts, but. He yeah. didn't appeal, did he? To be fair, no, he didn't. He did not. He didn't appeal. And you know, the second ball we should have been sharper on. I think it was maybe Jack Hunt. I think his man got in front of him, and it was a decent finish. You know, back to goal. But yeah, it's just so disappointing. Another set piece conceded from. Yeah, and it's like you know, you said obviously we we were good at the second balls and stuff, and and that one where 
we, we, we perhaps weren't. And I think you were a bit unexpected, the finish, because you, you look at it and, and like no, nobody really reacts to it. I don't think they're expecting a, you know, a, <clears throat> an overhead kick or whatever it, whatever it was, uh, you know, no, don't think, I'm not, not going to say overhead kick because that makes it sound a lot better than what it actually was. It was just a bit of a fortuitous uh, flick it over his head, weren't it? But uh, but yeah, good good finish. Um, it's just annoying. It was just annoying that that it came when it did come. And I think what was it now? Two or three weeks ago, when I said, you know, teams are going to go in at, if we're two 0 up at half time. I know we were this was three one, but you know they're going to if we are winning at half time, they're going to come back and come and say, look, get a goal. These are crap. Like <laughs> do you know what I mean, they're going to crumble and. I'm sure that's what the t- team talk would have been at half time because, yeah, they came out the second half and um, and yeah, they scored what were it, four or five minutes into the second half, did they? Something like that, yeah. I mean, for me, it, we almost scored the three goals too early. Not the not the first goal, but the second and third goal. They they almost came too early because you you go you go three nil up after thirty minutes and then they've got an hour to to get back into it. But if you score those goals. 20 minutes apart kind of thing. I'll tell them next time, Jimmy. I'll just say, just calm it down. Just spread yeah. them out a little bit. Come on. <laughs> no, but, you, but if they start I know getting, mean, I know like, what you mean. Though. I know they what you start mean. getting back into the game and then we score a third, that really kills their spirit. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it you know, for us. But I mean, it's just, I'm just glad that we managed, managed to hold on. But there's absolutely no way we should have been in that situation after being 3-0 up. It looked for me like they were panicking at times. It was a bit rushed. Like it, it almost like game plan went a bit hard at window. And what we were doing so well in the first half an hour of the game, just we were just not doing that at all. I mean, the thing, I saw lots of comments on 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 the WhatsApp group, on social media, and stuff like that. That you know, slagging the team off and stuff, and oh, they're throwing it away again. You know, they're not good enough, and they sat and you've more out. I saw that quite a few times, even though we're winning. But anyway, but like. I think people forget that. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There's another team there as well. It's not just... It's not just us just deciding that we're going to let them score a goal. Like They're also trying really hard to bit to beat us. That's like that's what football is. Do you know what I mean? They they perhaps change things up or they're you know they're trying to get back into the game. So it's you know all right. Some teams just roll over and and they do when they go three 0 down. That's that's it. They're, you know it's, it's game over. But Accrington didn't didn't do that and obviously got that goal and gave them gave them the confidence boost. And it's just the you know. They don't. We've not gone into the game, you know, thinking right. We're just gonna let's just let him in. You know, it, it just it just happens, doesn't it? And and it is it's just frustrating that um that we've that we've won three two and they still, you know, still can't please people. Do you, do you know what I mean? Um, I mean the the, the second goal. I don't know if I'm being too critical of, of Bannon um, by saying he needed to perhaps close his man down. A little bit, a little bit sooner. I know it gets uh, a little bit of a deflection, which I didn't see initially. Um, obviously, how much a, a, a difference that deflection made, I don't, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, what about you, Andy, on that on that second goal? Do you think we could have perhaps done a little bit better? Yeah, we should have dealt with the first ball in the air a lot better. But you know, it got it gets swung over to the right post, and you've got Palmer and Bannon back there marking a couple of their bigger guys. So it goes back to what we were saying earlier. I thought Palmer maybe should have done a little bit better. I think he slipped, lost his footing, and Bannon could have closed him down a bit quicker. 
Um, deflection, it's one of those, it goes in, you think, oh, here we go again. Um, yeah, deal with that first ball a little bit better and um, that doesn't happen. But. Did you think we were panicking at times? Did it look like that? Because that's what it certainly looked like to me. Probably for 10, 15 minutes after they scored their second, yeah. One thing I will say is we still created some very good chances second half. Yeah. Patterson, I think Gregory was through on goal. I'm trying to think of, I'm sure there was one or two others, but we were still creating chances and getting forward. So it wasn't like we were holding on. Yeah. The last 10 minutes you were kind of fearing the worst, but I don't want to jinx it, but you never really felt that they were piling the pressure on. Because you thought, you know, we gave a couple away, gave away a couple of free kicks and defended them reasonably well. And we I mean, other than their goal, there's a goal plural and the um obviously that header in the first half that that they saved and the and the free kick apart from that i can't remember much other than that uh, yeah honest. i mean there was a goal that got disallowed as well but no that don't really count but other than that there wasn't really anything that they that they created it kind of it felt a lot worse than what it actually actually was do you know what i mean when when you're watching i think that's just because it's the wednesday way isn't it and you're kind of fearing the worst every every time and you know you once once things start not going your way, every misplaced pass gets a groan and, and you're like, oh, he's crap. You know, do you know what I mean? It's a, it, get, it gets like that, doesn't it, a bit. But but yeah, when you when you reflect on it, they didn't really cause a great deal of problems, did they, to be, to I be fair? A, I think that's a good point. I think, I think the fans were probably more on edge than the players were. That last 10 minutes, you know, I think Dimi mentioned earlier, Luongo played some great balls into the corner, really smart, kept the ball. Um, Dele Bashu did well in the, left, in the far left corner kept it up there for a little bit and yeah we, we weren't under, for a 3-2 we weren't really under the cost the last 10 minutes I think we managed that portion of the game quite well like I said the first 10-15 after they scored you could see it rattled us a little bit I mean for me you've got to take I've got to take confidence from the fact that we've held on do you know what I mean like these the, the, teams in recent seasons you know last season if that had happened uh, Hundred percent, we'd have, we'd have at least drawn and probably lost that game. Like that, you know, when it when it goes to three two, we'd have absolutely crumbled and it would have been an absolute disaster. So the fact that you know we have conceded two goals, but they've rallied together, they've you know sorted themselves out, limited them to you know few chances, and actually you know come away with a win. Come you know February time, or even even like you know in a, in a couple of weeks time. You'll have forgot about his performance. You'll have forgot about how he felt when it was three two, and all you'll see is three points, three two win, and that'll be it. I mean, you, you won't you won't even think about it. So, I think uh, you know the, the fact that they have, you know, if it had won seven nil or if it had won three two, all right, you could argue goal difference. But at the end of the day, you still get three points, don't you? So you don't you've got to you've got to look at uh, you've got to look at that one. I mean, you you mentioned it there, Andy, as well. Uh, we should have been perhaps a bit more clinical. Um, the one that got disallowed in the first half. What is Patterson doing? <laughs> like, to be fair, what's Bannon doing? He should have had a shot he's, himself. I mean, all right, I, I get that. He's, you know, he's, he's squared. It's like the whole um, FIFA trick in it. You know, just square it across for the easy, easy tapping. But why? Like, I, I, I was just a bit dumbfounded, really. As you know, when, it, when it went in, I was obviously I weren't fully paying that much attention, but. When it went in, I, I was like, "Get in!" But when I when I've seen it, seen it back, I'm thinking, Patterson should be shooting there from there, shouldn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Confidence again. I think you know Patterson's not had the greatest of run of games recently, so could be a confidence issue. Um, yeah, I think Bannon does does well. He kind of draws the defender. It's like three v one, isn't it? He draws yeah. the defender in, 
lays it to the right hand side and I think there's a camera angle where you can see it it's yeah it just can just slot in the near post really Patterson but yeah confidence maybe he thinks Canberra's in a better position but yeah. I mean, you've got to say as well, Canberra should not be offside at that point, should he either? Like, I mean, come no, on. No. Maybe he's not expecting it. I don't. I don't know. But come on. Like, yeah. I mean, as it happens, it doesn't. Uh, it didn't. It didn't matter. But then what? I, I can't remember when, when this chance happened. But Barry Bannon had another chance, didn't he? Where you know, where he side foots it, you know, on the volley. Which that comes, that's, I think that's at one nil, isn't it? That's when it comes. When it comes. Um, yeah, it's through the Peacock Farrell save. We we break yeah. straight away. Yeah. Yeah, that goes down the other end. That's that were another one where you know, again, confidence in it. You know, if uh, if that happens at three nil, it probably is four nil uh, at, at, at that at that point. Um, again, I thought he, I thought he should have uh, thought he should have buried it. Um, I mean, Demi, what what do you, what were you, your thoughts on the fact? You know, Darren Moore's come out and said that we, we needed to be more clinical um, after the after the Plymouth game. Um, did you see signs that we? That we perhaps were a bit more clinical, or there's still a bit more, still a bit more to do. There's still definitely more to do. I think there's always going to be more to do. Um, but we would, you know, we score. I don't know when was the last time we scored three in a game. Sunderland. Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> after memories, that, it was quite, after that, quite a while. <laughs> quite a while, but it's um, we, yeah, we always need to be more clinical. I think it's uh, it was it was good to see. It's a shame we didn't put any more goals. Past them because I think we could have we could have had five or six yeah. uh, on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, you know, just another negative is, is that I still feel we haven't seen that ninety-minute performance this this season, and which I do find a little bit. Well, do I find it worrying that we, that we're sitting what seventh, having not actually come out of second gear you, you you could argue you know in terms of uh in terms of you know it not clicking and stuff and not having a a good performance but yet we're you know eight unbeaten like i said two points off the playoffs and things like that you, you unless unless we are in fifth gear and we just <laughs> we just think we're still in second you know i mean as fa- as fans you've got to i suppose you've got to take a little bit um from that in that i mean this league ain't great is it to be fair no, I, I think we've got the injuries we've got as well. I think we, we kind of, I think we're so used to them. We kind of just accept them. I think when you look at the players we've had out and I think Josh Windass coming back is going to be a big plus for us. Um, it was it was kind of good that we didn't have to use him on Saturday. So it kind of gives him a bit more time um, to, to maybe get 100% match fit. So whether he plays on Tuesday or Saturday, but just the boost to having back in the match day squad. Uh, Luango and Bayer's obviously back as well, so you know we're still missing some key players, but some are starting to come back into into the team. So, yeah, I mean, just before we uh, you know wrap up and, and start talking about some other other things, I mean, time wasting. Obviously, the Gillingham game was awful in terms of time wasting. Should we have took a leaf out of their book a little bit and and perhaps time wasted a little bit a little bit more? I don't know. Peacock fell time the fans to keep the ball is probably a pretty good, uh, <laughs> pretty good tactic. Yeah, I, I think I, I, they time wasted pretty well at the last kind of ten, five, ten minutes, especially yeah. in injury time. There were a couple of throws that I was like, you know, nowhere near as bad as Gillingham, but we did it. I think we did it with a bit more class, and uh, you know, it's always been the a way. Pretty- uh, it's always been a way of our or part of our game that we've been awful at is like game management. Obviously, see how many goals we concede late, late on. Um, yeah, it's, it's. 
I know we, we ridiculed Gillingham last week for because that was just to another level to be to be fair. But um, yeah, there were times where I was like, I think, just slow it down a bit, just calm, you know, calm it down. You know, you don't need to keep, you know, just throw in, just walk, <laughs> don't run. It's like little stuff like that in it. But uh, but yeah, in the end, it didn't really matter, did it? Because uh, obviously we've uh, yeah we've won the game and uh, yeah three two three two win. Um, one thing I do want to talk about. Um, obviously, it's been announced or. There's a rumour, strong rumour, Dom Housen's put out that uh, Adrian Mariapa is reported to be the player that we have offered a um, a contract to. Obviously, he's out of, uh, out of work at the moment. Darren Moore said before the uh, Accrington game that he has um, offered someone, he wouldn't give any names, uh, a contract in his... Uh, he, has, he has got a lot of offers elsewhere. Um, I must admit, he's not someone who I've, um, you know, who I'd knew a lot of even though he has played a hell of a lot of games for um you know Watford Reading in the in the Premier League um is what Palace six as well wasn't it what's that sorry I think played for Palace as well for three years yeah he did yes you know six foot centre back Jamaican international he's 35 years years old like you've said there you know played for Watford Reading Palace uh, Bristol City most more recently um obviously a lot of experience at Premier League level uh is that what we need Dimmer? He can do a job. Absolutely. Um, is he a long-term fix? Absolutely not. But can he help us get promotion this season? If he can, then sign him up. Yeah. Well, did you do you know much about him, Ander? I, I remember him being quite solid in the Premier League for Watford for quite a few seasons. Um, yeah, obviously a bit of a while back. Now we, I mean, we talked about him loads this podcast but if Dunkley gets injured what options do we have yeah, obviously with very slim pickings and with the games coming up thick and fast through the Christmas period I think if we can get him in great because the squad what's looking at centre-halves we've got I think threadbare is an understatement really yeah I, I mean it'd be interesting to see what, what sort of contract we sign him on whether it is a you know until January thing or whether it's one till the till the end of the season Yeah, sorry what were you going to say Dimmer? I was just going to say as long as he can come in and do a job sign him up but if he's going to be another your best mate Barahino then <laughs> stay away <laughs> well, yeah another another last payday kind of kind of thing yeah I mean look we don't know do we until he, until he comes in if he comes in um, you know the fact that you know Darren said he's got other offers on the table got to be a good thing surely that you know he's not just uh not, not just someone that nobody wants, kind of thing. So we'll we'll just have to we'll just have to see. I mean, it is it is a we definitely need someone. Like I think he has put a, a time limit on it. He's, he's said he's given him until five o'clock on Monday. I think it is to make a decision, and then after that he's gonna if he if he hadn't made a decision, he's gonna call it a day and and, and move on. Which which is a good thing. At least he's not gonna wait and wait. At least he's uh, putting some urgency on it because it is urgent. We do need we do need someone. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, if he signs on Monday, will he be available for MK Dons on Tuesday? I'm not. I'm not sure how it all uh, works in terms of player. I read somewhere that he's the person, the player that I'm assuming is him that we've offered the contract to is ready to come in and and hit the ground running. That's what Darren Moore said. Yeah, and no, it's I not think just that. Why... It's just, it's just the registrations in it. Sometimes they, you know, obviously we are, with, with us playing on Tuesday. I don't know whether he would uh, be available or not if he if he did sign on. Uh, on Monday, I'm not, uh, I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, we we definitely need some cover. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, would you, if you did come in, would you change the the the, the you know the Brennan, Dunkley, and Palmer back three because it'd be so harsh on Brennan 
to just say, cheers, mate, but we've got this other kid who's come in who's going to play instead of you now. Do you know what I mean? It would be a bit harsh on him, wouldn't it? Yeah, extremely harsh, I think. Um, you wouldn't want 35-year-old on a short-term contract to stunt the development of somebody like Brennan, who, you know, potentially is the future for us. Um, yeah, I mean, if we're winning, they're, they're performing, then, you know, Mariapa comes in and sits on the bench until one of them slips up. Um, yeah, yeah, I think the three of them, you can't really drop any of them at the moment. Guys, it's that time again where you need to take a hard look at yourself. And if you're like me, uh, you've been neglecting your let's call them the nether regions, then you need to get hold of the lawnmower 4.0. Uh, I've been putting it off for so long, but since Manscaped have been in touch, it's been an absolute lifesaver. Uh, I've heard all the horror stories of people using razor blades, and I'm sorry, you know, it's not for me. I mean, I've done it in the past, but honestly, using the lawnmower 4.0 has made it an absolute doddle. Um, I think I said it the other week, uh, my missus thinks I'm having an affair. Um, it never looks like that. That's what she says. Um, it's caused a few arguments, I'll tell you. But honestly, not only that, but if you get the set that it, um, it comes with a ball toner as well, and trust me, if you're like me and your balls stick to your leg, this is exactly what you need. Again, Mrs. has had a go at me when we're out in public and I'm you know, just readjusting myself. Absolutely no need anymore um, with that ball toner absolute perfection um head over to manscape.com use the code wtid pod at the checkout and get your 20 percent off and free shipping again it's manscape.com and use the code wtid pod i mean just want to move on to uh dunkley again we mentioned him quite a lot this uh this podcast i feel but uh yeah he's been quite vocal on on social media especially Twitter. I don't know if you uh, if you follow him or not, but after the game on on Saturday, he's come out and, and started responding to, to people on uh, on Twitter that have been digging him out, um, especially for his like any inability to pass out from the back. I've I've even said it myself at, at times. Um, and I'll just read the, the tweets for for those that haven't seen him. But basically, one guy just says that he's a he's a car crash waiting to happen or words to that to that effect because um, I think someone tweeted that he'd, they'd put a poll out and he, he won the, the poll for, for man of the match um, he put yeah all he's put is uh, observe what you want to observe last five games I've been playing out uh, Berezi style um, Berezi being Franco Berezi the AC Milan and Italy legend from the 80s and 90s who played as a, a sweeper um, a few loose passes I agree I could show uh, a clip of me spraying balls 40 yards with my weaker foot but I won't as I'll get fined by the boys I say every week opinions are opinions um, and then the guy in question just goes on to say the bit I don't get is the two yard pass from Bailey Peacock Farrell to Dunkley to then kicking it long just cut out the middleman. Uh, and then he put, in short, with certain playouts, which only us players know in-house, this can change depending on what the opposing team does. If you ever see me in person or any Alf fan bumps into me, feel free to ex- exercise my coaching knowledge and I'll explain. Tactics aren't for the net. Um, I mean, what do you, what, should he just keep his mouth shut? Like, what, what, what's your take on it, Demi? Like, should, should players be coming out on social media and kind of having to explain themselves you have to be very very careful when you do i like the passion that he shows like you can tell that he cares and he's he's absolutely right we don't know what the tactics are we can speculate all we like we have no idea what they've been told to do you know when you when dunkley gets the ball you know bailey peacock Farrell rolls the ball out to dunkley two yards that then draws an attacker out which means the midfield will move up a bit, which will open space in behind. So when 
Dunkley then plays that long ball, there's there's a bit more space there, maybe. You know, it's I say stay off social media personally, I would. Um because you, you, you're only going to get yourself into trouble. You don't have to respond to these people. Um, and at the end of the day, most of them are trolls and keyboard warriors. So I would <laughs> yeah. say avoid. Um, but, you know, I like so, the passion though. Yeah, I mean, it's good, it's it's good, it's good when people come out and, and, and explain themselves. That's what everyone's always, always crying out for. But I think you're right in what you're saying. Like, you can get yourself in some hot water if you say the wrong things and, and all of a sudden people see that you're responding to stuff and then you're just inviting even more and aren't you if you if you just avoid it then people aren't gonna message you and stuff like that they're just gonna leave you alone uh, I, I know barry bannon um came out in the in the pre-match press conference and said that he's come back on social media now because he's got a bit more time in his hand with his little one being a bit older and, and what have you um and he says, you know, obviously you can't not see it, can you? If you're on social media, you see, you're going to see the criticism and, and stuff that, that you get, um, you know, by them said keyboard warriors that you that you have. And, some, and sometimes the criticism's, you know, warranted. Do you know, if you've had a, if you've had a shocker, then you're going to get it. And I, and I think, you know, Giles has said it many times that, you know, signing for Sheffield Wednesday, you've got to come to expect it. You know, the, the, the number of fans, you know, Accrington, they had what two and a half thousand fans there, or, or less than two and a half thousand in their standing, and that's their kind of average home attendance. What they what they generally get. So their fan base is a lot smaller than ours. So even if they get a few bad comments here and there, it's not going to be that many. But for Sheffield Wednesday player, you could get a, a torrent of bad, you know, comments and what have you. And, and I suppose you've got to you've got to exp- you know, not not expect it because you you don't expect to get a not, and it's not abuse. It's just I'm, I'm talking about criticism here. Not uh, abuse is totally wrong. Like you shouldn't ever be abusing people and what have you. They're the human human beings. But um, for, for me, like, you know, going back onto like the, the original point, like it, it's good that it's coming out and saying things, but it doesn't need to do it, does it, Ander? I think it depends where you're at in your career. I, I think Dunkley's been around the block. He he seems that type of character that can take anything on the chin. And I think he gives it back as well. And he'll wind the fans up as well. So I think you don't want to see players being robots and you see them in the Premier League coming out and giving these just bland post-match interviews. What, like Darren Moore? (laughs) (laughs) I was was thinking more on the lines of um, the Man United team and Gary Neville, you know, they've got social media agents and managers. Yeah, I know what you mean. In the game, just you know, at the top level, it's just too sanitised. So I think it's great. Dunkley interacts in the in the right way. I think he takes as good as he as good as he gets. And I mean, I mean, this example it's not a bad example to be fair, and I think he's conducted himself quite well to be fair. He's just explained the situation. He's not got he's not got angry. He's not got you know um, he's not started throwing other abuse around and stuff like and stuff like that. Um, it, it seems like quite a civilized debate and discussion, which the the guy. Who, who tweeted him probably never expected him to to, to reply to him, but um, but yeah, it's just for for, for me, you, you you can get yourself in you know in, in some hot water, can't you? It depends on the character. Sorry, I was just okay. gonna, it depends on the character. You know, Barry Bannon maybe in his younger years would react in a negative way and have a go back, and that's where he's taken a step back. And now he feels you know right time to come back on, and you know he does some great stuff with um, with young Shea interacting, and you know. Yep. Dawson retweeting and, and you know raising his profile so 
if used in the right way, I think it's brilliant. But you, you've you've got to know what you're getting yourself in for. I think the likes of Dunkley and Bannon, great. If one of the young lads came on and started giving it big time, you'd be thinking, Ooh, you need to you need to take a step back. Yeah. What were you going to say, David? I was going to say it's such a dangerous uh, place. Social media, you know. And Andrew and myself have said that Dunkley was our man of the match, and yet there's still a fan calling him out. It's like, well, you know, what do you expect? Well, you know, even a man of the match performance, he's still getting called out for his mistakes. It's like, I will leave it out, please. Like, yeah, just uh, do it, one. It, it kind of rolls onto this the, the next point, really, because I think the, the reason why we're getting uh, called out was obviously in the first couple of minutes when he's uh, when he's played it to their their guy, tried to play out from the back, um, Berezi style, as he, as he says. Um, probably going to use that one a few more times um, <laughs> in, the, in recent weeks, well, in upcoming weeks. Hopefully I don't, because I don't have to mention it. But uh, but yeah, um, com- com- comes on to the whole, you know, playing out from the back. And I want to get your your thoughts on it. We, we've been doing it pretty much all season, what, 16, 17 games in, and we're still getting people moaning about it. Um I mean, what's what's your stance on playing out from the back, Andy? But before before you before you answer, I mean, for me, I see why we do it. They were one, I go back to one game. I think it were Fulham a few seasons back. Now I think it was the last game of the season, and I can remember they kept playing it out from the back, and every time we kept pressing them, like they put putting a high press on them. And I was saying to Favre and Laura, I'll go with like they, like every time it, it, it was close every time. You no, know, like they just just not getting there and I'm thinking we're going to get it in a minute we're going to you know why do they keep doing it it's not it's not working and as soon as I said that next minute they passed it short dinked it over the dinked it over ran through boom one nil and I was like well that's exactly why they do that playing it playing it out from the back and I've not really seen it before you know um when when teams have, play, have played us but so, so I, I see why we do it I see why I see you've already mentioned it Dimmy how it, it stretches the stretches their team gives you more space um you know, more chance of you winning the that first ball when it when it comes to you and what and what have you. Um but I just think we need to it's almost like they've been told you have to do it every single time. And you don't in in, in some games they do mix it up a little bit, but there's a time and a place for it, isn't there really, Andy? Yeah. Accrington away, three two up in, in the, the rain. It's in the driving rain isn't the place to be doing it. And like I said earlier, the fans made made that known. Um, simple fact is, we don't have the players to do it. You, you, giving the ball, you know. Do, do we, so everyone fit? Do we have the players to do it when everyone's fit? We've got if, if, if I, I offer an Hutchinson a play, you know, are, are you are you a lot happier as doing that? A little bit because Hutchinson's probably the only one who's comfortable on the ball and can pick a pass. But I think in League One, just just keep it simple. You know, I think we've we've stumbled upon two forwards, whether it's Gregory Patterson. Hopefully, Windass can get into the mix. Go along and win the second balls. You know, it's not rocket science at this level. You know, have you? Did you watch the um, Derby Bournemouth game today? No, I didn't see that. Watch it. Well, don't watch the whole game, but you'll just because <laughs> it weren't exactly. Well, it was the three-two, but um, I think it was Derby. They they did a fantastic advert for playing out from the back. Uh, their defender takes the goal kick. Goalkeeper stood in the six-yard box. He passes. He passes it to the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper takes an awful first touch. And by, by the way, they're two forwards on the edge of the box. They're just like, and as soon as they pass it, they're sprinting towards them. Um, and yeah, like first touch, awful. They lose the ball. The ball pings around for a bit. Back of the net, one nil. Yeah, I, think <laughs> I, don't, know I, mean, if it was, I don't know if it was one nil at the time, but they, you know they, they scored basically, and and it, and it's just like. 
What like uh, when you've got the two strikers on the edge of the box, basically like looking like they're going to do hundred meter sprint in the blocks, ready to you know to charge at you. Just do it. Like you've done your job. You've split. You've 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 dragged. You know you've you've brought them out. Just get just get it long. Like it's not going to work on that on that particular moment. And it just comes back to the, the what I just said earlier about it's almost like. They, they've, they're like, right, I've got to play it out of the back. I can't do anything else. I have to do it because that's what Gaffer's told me to do. I can't kick it because I'm going to get a bollocking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we carry on doing it. It's going to cost us more goals than we're going to get from doing that at this level with these players. Yeah. What What's your take, Dimmer? Disagree slightly. I've got to be honest. I think we don't have to play it out from the back every time, but I think there are certainly pros to doing that. Like I said, creating the space. You know, if the strikers aren't, aren't anywhere close and they're going to have to rush and to put pressure on that, on, on that defender. So it's going to tie them out a little bit more, maybe. Um, I think it's used in the right way. I think we do use it a little bit too much, to be honest, but used in the right way, it can be a very effective tool and the right players as well to do it and having that confidence to do it. It's, it's nice that we have the confidence to do it, I think, um, but we, we've just got to be a little bit, I think more careful when we do it. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I mean, just want to take this moment just to uh, thank the terrace as well, who allow us to do giveaways each and every week. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, the terrace do all sorts of club merchandise, mouse mats, bar runners, um, mugs, replica shirts. They do loads of stuff, so do check them out. Um, head to the terrace to have a look at what they have to offer. Um, now, the winner of this week's giveaway. Um, Obviously, to be entered, all you've got to do is be a Patreon member. As a member, you get access to uh, all of the interviews that we've done. I think we're nearing 30 interviews um, that, that you can that you can listen to, interview with former players, managers, and even a chairman as well. Um, last week was Gordon Watson, which was a, a decent one. Have you listened to that one, uh, lads? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Got it on the uh, got it on the queue. Yeah. I haven't listened to any of them. I'm, just, I'm saving them all for the summer. <laughs> well, football, to be honest. well uh, put it this way, it, it was it was throwing me some pelters my way anyway. So I thought I dealt with him quite quite well. I gave him gave as good as what I got. So uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was a good, it was uh, certainly had some good uh, some good stories. Um, anyway, the, uh, the the winner this week is uh, Kate Trip. So uh, Kate, get in touch with us. Drop me a message, and I'll uh, get that sorted out uh, for you. Um, yeah. We'll get that to get you the prize on uh, on on its way to you. Um, yeah, obviously, if you want to uh, be involved, then just sign up to Patreon. You can you can listen to uh, all of those uh, all those interviews that I mentioned. Patreon.com forward slash WTID Pod is where you can uh, sign up. And like I mentioned last uh, last week, you can also sign up annually as well uh, and get fifteen percent off your uh, your membership. Obviously, all your support is genuinely appreciated. It allows us to. Um, to do this podcast uh, every week and all the other um, stuff that we've got in the uh, in the pipeline as well. Um, so I asked you to uh, think of your uh, best five-a-side team from um, you know past and present or past or present. So, um, Dimmy, I'm going to come to you first. Who was in your who uh, was in your five-a-side Wednesday side Wednesday team? Man, this is a tough one. So, in goal, I've got. So many good good players to choose from. Can I just yeah. say, like, so many good goalkeepers? But I'm going to go with not Kieran all, Westwood. All the, not all the Tidman, no? Uh, no, I'll, I'll skip him. Um, <laughs> uh, no, um, I was like, I was torn between, you know, Scott Carson, Chris Kirkland, 
but I've gone for Kieran Westwood um, mm, because solid. I, yeah, he was absolutely solid. Uh, in defence, I've gone for um, this one's more for me because I just I just love the song, uh, Magic Bagheera at the back with uh, Emerson Tome because he was I just remember him being the wall. This was kind of very early days. Of oh, my, you're playing uh, you're playing two defenders eh, at the in this five yeah. side. So. Okay, I'm a defender myself, so I've, I've got to. Um, <laughs> in midfield, I've gone with uh, Barry Bannon and um, Chris Waddle. Right. Okay. Uh, and then up front, uh, Benny Carboni. A little Italian. Nice, nice. I must, I must admit, if I, if I turned up at five aside and got Benito Carboni playing, I would be shitting my pants. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, right. I'll, I'll, I'll read mine out. Um, I mean, I've, I've kind of picked f- like from my era. I was, I'm 32, but kind of like 2000 onwards. That's when I, that's when, like my first memories of uh, Wednesday. Um, so yeah, we're a toss up between Westwood and Grant. But I've I've gone for I've gone for Grant. Uh, it was a close one, but I thought he were he were quality. Um, Westwood was as well. But I think the for me, like the time out of the out of the side and what have you, just taints my like um, memories of uh, of Westwood and what have you. So yeah, I've gone for Lee Grant. Um, uh, one defender, and you've you've already mentioned him, Magic Bugera. He was absolutely class. Like what a player he was. He were. If you've got a five-a-side team and Magic Bagheera's playing, you're not conceding any goals. I'm, I'm saying that now. Um, I've only gone for one defender. Midfield, um, I've gone for uh, Barry Bannon and uh, and Kieran Lee. Um, never let you down. If ever you've run a five-a-side team, the last thing you want is people not turning up and stuff like that. So uh, um, Barry Bannon and Kieran Lee, they would be there every single week. And the fact that they are top quality players as well um and then um up front i've gone for uh gary medine now probably a bit of a strange one but if you're playing at pits then you can get a bit spicy and um i've known a few punches to be thrown in five side games so I've, I've picked someone that's good in that in that department and can can hold his own so uh so yeah gary medine gary medine up front just for his um yeah his boxing um skills <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Andy? Uh, I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I, I, I'm fortunate enough to be able to pick from the 90s guys. So um, in goal, I've gone with Big Kev. I just think um, yeah. with five-a-side, he's got a chance of scoring with uh, where he can strike a ball. So He could, he could score from goal kick, couldn't he, really, to be fair? Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're playing them roles. Yeah, so Big Kev Pressman in net. Um, one defender like you, um, there's only one defender from the 90s, Super Des Walker. Um, oh yeah, you never get past him, will you? His speed, anticipation in five aside, I, I just think would be uh, would be unbeatable. Um, Carlton Palmer, he just run all day. Yeah, link, and then the two guys, uh, Waddle, and of course David Hurst. I think when you talk about finishing five aside, left foot, right foot, David Hurst would be uh, would be fantastic. To be fair, they could still play now, and you'd and they would be absolutely class, wouldn't they? I mean, I think when it Waddle was still playing up until. Fairly recent. I don't know if he still does turn out for over thirty fives or whatever, but he was still doing it. Uh, he was still playing, weren't he? Did be uh, be all right in the bar after as well. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you always have a pint, don't you? After a five aside game, so yeah, the, or two or three. Yeah, we'll with that lot. In their case, yeah, <laughs> nice one. Um, yeah, let's let's just go on to the. Um, the, the next couple of games that we've got coming up because it's a massive week, isn't it, really? In terms of, um, you know, 
in terms of fixtures. We've got MK Dons on Tuesday, followed by Wickham on uh, on Saturday. MK Dons at home, Wickham uh, a is it away or is it home on on Saturday? Both so home. both at home, yeah. Um, MK Dons fifth, uh, Wickham a fourth. Uh, yeah, MK MK Dons spoke to their guy from the supporters association in the preview show. He's pretty confident. They're playing quite well. They beat Burton on Saturday as well. That's three wins on the on the spin. Um, how confident are you, Dimmy? They're doing well, and I think it's a good time because we, I think we'll we'll do pretty well against them. I'd like to see, uh, in no particular order, a win and a draw uh, as a minimum. Obviously, you want two wins, but I'd accept a win and a draw. I think. Um, but yeah, Wickham again a good team. You, but we got to we got to be winning our home games. We've got to be winning our home games if we want to if we want to stay up there. I know we're wherever we are. What two points outside the playoffs and five away from automatic? I think seven off Plymouth. I know the other teams have got games in hand, but. We've got to be there or thereabouts. If we can stay there or thereabouts, we'll, we'll be all right. So, uh, winning a draw, I'd like obviously like two wins. Do you want a prediction now, or are we going to save that? No, we'll, we'll leave we'll leave that for a little bit a little bit later. Because I was about, about to come on to like who who plays. Um, I'm, I'm, re- I'm referring to like Luongo, Gregory, Windass, who were all coming coming back. I mean, Byers, you could say that's another one that we've not even mentioned, didn't, didn't feature uh, against Accrington. Um, obviously, Luongo started, played the full nine to against Accrington. Are you are you gonna are you gonna risk him on Tuesday and play him? No, I wouldn't. I'd I'd rest him, just keep him in in the calm wall. Maybe maybe name him on the bench in case we need him to come on. But who would you play would, in his uh, place? Dennis. Is he fit? Is Dennis? He's injured, no, he's he? out. He's out, mate. He's out for weeks. He's got Giles. Giles is uh, relieved because it means he doesn't have to say his name because um, <laughs> so, he get, he always gets a bit un, uh, unstuck on uh, on that one. But yeah, who, who, who are you playing instead of Luongo then, Ander? I'd, I'd go Byers. Hmm. Yeah. Byers, Bannon, yeah. and um, Byers, Bannon, and Dele Bashiru. I think keep those two out of three. Yeah, I mean, obviously Gregory came on, didn't he, uh, off the off the bench fairly late on uh, against. Well, we've got twenty minutes to go, so against Accrington, are you are you playing him for the full ninety? Are you starting Gregory against MK Dons? Because I think for me, we, we, when he plays, it makes us a ten times better side in terms of that like finishing instinct and you know clinical. You've seen some of his some of his goals that he's scored already this, this season. Um, I go back to the the uh, the goal against Sunderland where Patterson has a shot. He'll probably say it's a cross, but he has a shot and it's just instinctive, you know, sticks his, gets in the right place, sticks his foot out in the back of the net. And, and I think that's something that we missed against Gillingham. Um, all right, we've scored three goals against Accrington, but I think um, he's someone that up against a good side like MK Dons, I think they're going to limit us to few chances or certainly uh, fewer chances that, that we had um, on Saturday. So you need someone, don't you, like like Gregory that can that can put the ball in the back of the net. It just depends on how, how fit he is, I suppose. He looked all right when he came on. He looked, uh, yeah, he held the ball up well, won some clever throw-ins, free kicks, you know, helped us kill the game off. Uh, they'd be my two changes, to be honest, try and keep a winning team. Um, Who would you take out then for, for Gregory? Would you take Patterson? Okay. Patterson. Yeah, I thought he was... Yeah. Pause, probably the wrong word. He wasn't as 
good as the rest of the team on. So he missed a couple of chances and he, he didn't quite look himself. He worked hard. But I, yeah, think, he, I think Patterson always gets a game because of his shit houseery tactics that he <laughs> that he has and and like you know he. Yeah, he, he, he puts himself about, and if, if things aren't going quite according to plan, he can, you know, what I mean, he, he, he can put a tackle in, and he knows how to leave one on someone, doesn't he? And uh, and, and whatnot. I actually had um, someone um, someone tweeted, say, you know, mentioned about uh, what did you what did you think to him feigning injury on uh, on Saturday? I think that I think he was alluding to the um, is that the end booked. of the end of the first half when he got when he got booked and he and he, he stayed down and uh, yeah and and tried to tried to kid the the manager on on that one I just think it 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 happens do you know what I mean like you you do see, you do see that especially when you've when you've gone in late on someone you always think well, if I just stayed out a bit longer I'm gonna it, it, look he weren't rolling around were he he weren't rolling around on the floor like you see some people like they've been you know sniped from rosetto or whatever um so for me he, on that he one. tried to get away with it didn't he and it, it didn't work you could you know, we were laughing at him really you could just tell what he was trying to do and if it's against you you're going crazy if it's one of your players you know it's just you don't want to see it in football do you really but unfortunately, not really it's part of the game isn't it now yeah it, it is yeah but i mean i suppose having getting the win on saturday we've mentioned that word confidence many many times already on this on this podcast but it, it, it's good that we've got that win going into these two games because you could quite easily, you know, if uh, if if we'd have slipped up or dropped some points against Accrington, then you're gonna, you know, you're thinking MK Don's a decent side. They're gonna they're gonna come at us and, and what have you, and we're gonna perhaps find it find it tough. I'm not saying that we're not gonna find it tough anyway, but I think confidence is massive. And again, eight unbeaten, you know, we've picked up a picked up another win, another three points. I think it stands as in good stead for them uh, next two games. But and if we're going to have a, a you know a, a push for for promotion, I think these these are games that we we have to win. But I mean, we do play better against sides that that are the better quote unquote teams, don't we? You know, your Sunderlands, uh, your Rotherhams, your your Wiggins, and, and and people like that. We've 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 put a decent performance in. Barry Bannon actually mentioned it. Um, in his pre-match press conference, said, you know, he got asked the question, "Why do we play better against those sides?" And he was saying, "Is it a, is it just um, a mental thing in terms of you, you switch off in terms of your your attention and stuff like that?" And, you know, when naturally you do, don't you? If you if you come up against a, a side that's bottom of the league in crew, whenever we, whenever we come to play them in a couple of weeks' time. You know, gonna... Like so, those teams, James, they just raise their game against us. You know, well, yeah. But I look at Accrington Stanley. When was the last time we played them? Over well, we haven't played Accrington Stanley. It was Accrington, they were Accrington well, yeah. thirty odd years ago. But it's, yeah. for some of their players, it could be you know the biggest game they've ever played in their career. And you just, likewise, when they come to Hillsborough, you, how many chances do they get to play in stadiums like that? You know, stadium alive, and you know, it is it's, it's the biggest game for them, and that's where we're struggling to break those kind of teams down. So, yeah, I mean. Um, well then, let's let's try and uh, nail you down some predictions. Then I'll come to you, Dimmy, first. Is it going to be four nil? Are you still? I want to go two, uh, two nil. What against, against MK Dons? MK Dons, and we'll say three one against Wickham. Okay. What about you, Andy? Walking into this week, I said seven points would be a great return. We've already got three, but I don't want to predict a draw at home, so I'm going to go. 3-1 Tuesday night and 2-1 against Wickham. 
Okay. I think MK Dons is going to be quite tight, a tight game. I don't think it's going to be um I don't think there's going to be loads of goals in it. I'm going to go for a 1-0, a 1-0 win, MK Dons. Um and the Wickham game. I don't know, like I've when 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 we were whinging about Gillingham, there's a few of the other fans, I think fans of I think it was Sunderland fan or the fans of other clubs said, wait until you play Wickham. So I've been looking at their like average possession and stuff, and it's like thirty-five percent possession in some of the games and things. So I hope we get a goal early doors against against Wickham because if it could be it could could be Gillingham all over again. Um, I don't two-one. I'm going to go for uh, against uh, against Wickham two-nil up, and then we, they're going to uh, they're going to peg one peg one back. I think, but. Uh, We've got but good yeah. memories of Wickham at home, haven't we? So that's uh, carries on. <laughs> yeah, are they going to are they going to be sat in the corner again? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think anyone's. Joe, you know I wasn't. I wasn't there that day. I was working. I, I was so annoyed. I was. I, I, I used to work weekends and what have you. And I was working that day. I'd not booked it off. And then when I come to book it off, every well, I, I worked with quite a few Wednesday nights at the time, so uh, there were no chance of getting getting that one off. So I missed it. I, and you know, um, my wife went instead, and she keeps telling me that that's like the best the best game ever she didn't go to she, she didn't go to loads of games um but she said it's the best game that she's ever been to and then we speak to people that have been to a lot lot more games they also said that uh that one of the uh best games were you were you there that day Andy? yeah yes other than the brighton game they've not had that much to cheer about have we in the last 10 years at, at home so yes yeah, it's, it's just great to see i think the, the pictures are iconic aren't they liera being held up by the shoulders and flares on the pitch and stuff like that so yeah one of one of, one of the rare good memories over the last 10 years i know yeah but big adebayo akin fenway i hope we keep him quiet um dunkley off him in his back pocket has he been i don't know if he's been starting has he been starting every game i think he has hasn't he? i'm not sure i know he's been playing i'm not sure if he's starting but he's, he's still going strong isn't he at, at i can't believe that he's a footballer as well no you look <laughs> at him you think he's i don't know like 19 stone brick shit house it, you know, it gives it gives me hope. To be fair, of, uh, <laughs> of, of doing something, but I mean, fair, he's fair a character play. as well, isn't he? He's, you know, he's on talk sport. He's a bit of a character as well, and um, he's yeah. good friends with Giles as well. So, exactly. to, well, to be fair, if you speak to Giles, he's good friends with everyone, isn't he? I keep uh, <laughs> ribbing him, uh, him about that, but uh, but yeah, he's good. He's good, you know, he's been Giles been to a few Wickham games and what have you. He's good, good mates with him. So uh, he said he'll get him on the podcast at one point. So actually, I'll have to tap him up. For he might we might get Adebayo uh, on um, next week. To hopefully we're gonna with we'll have spanked him. If we've lost, I, I think I might swerve that one to be to be honest, especially if he scores anyway. So yeah, uh, I don't so yeah, right. I'm gonna uh, gonna wrap it up there. Um, and uh, Dime, thank you for. Uh, for standing in this this week do really appreciate it um an hour and a half we've been talking even more than that so uh yeah it's always it's always good when you've got a win to talk about i think if we're the other way around it might have been about 15 minutes long but uh but yeah thank you for uh thank you for joining no problem thanks for having us no problem if you have enjoyed it then uh, please do uh, leave a rating or a review uh we do really appreciate it um 81 ratings i think we've got we've got now so uh a little rally last week certainly worked so uh, if you haven't le- left a rating please please do i said uh, it does really does really help us and uh yeah obviously this- away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This week we've got a, a preview show coming up, um, speaking to um, Wickham fans and also... I think it's Hartlepool the game uh, the game after that in the Pizza Cup. Uh, I've tried to get Jeff Stelling on, but I've um, it's not really he's not answered my calls. I said calls, I've not rang him, I've just tweeted him, but uh, he's not uh, he's not got back to me. So I, actually, I'll I'll tweet him, and if everyone can like the tweet and just keep tweeting him as well, hopefully we'll get his attention, and uh, that would be quite a quite one if we could get um, Jeff Stelling on the uh, on the preview show. But uh, yeah, I've got that one, and then we've also got the. Um, debate show on friday which uh you like to join on there dimmy don't you on a friday yeah Always it's good. perfect time for me as well because it's eight o'clock in the morning so i'd normally do it lying in bed <laughs> i've you shouldn't have said that i've got i've won't be able to get that thought out of my head now but uh but yeah <laughs> but yeah, again thanks thanks you two for uh for, for jumping on and uh yeah we'll see everyone uh, next week This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.